Prophecies foretell that the last human government on earth will be a socialistic, communistic empire. The Sustainable Development Goals, the Great Reset, the Council for Inclusive Capitalism, and Build Back Better plans are all socialistic ideologies. And we will analyze the ongoing fulfillment of this prophecy on this edition of End of the Age. Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. The kingdom of the Antichrist prophesied 2,000 years ago is going to be a socialistic, communistic, one world governing body. And we're seeing that established as we speak. Revelation 13, 1 through 8 describes the end time world government and its ruler as the beast along with the spiritual being from which they derive their power. And it's not God. Our understanding of this prophecy begins in the book of Daniel. In Daniel 7, Daniel was given a vision of four separate beasts. They represented kingdoms or nations that would exist at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. The four beasts described in Daniel 7, 4 through 7, and the modern nations that they symbolize, and this is very critical. This is almost Bible prophecy 101. If you don't get this right, it's impossible to understand the world government and the, the current European um, Union, the revived Holy Roman Empire, and what all that symbolizes. You've got to get Daniel 7, 4 through 7 right. So, number one, there's a lion with eagle's wings. That represents the modern nations of Great Britain and the United States. A bear symbolizing Russia. A four-headed leopard, Germany. And then there's a ten-horned beast, which is the current reborn Holy Roman Empire or the European Union. So, in Revelation 13, 1 through 2, John uses the same symbols of nations to describe the end-time world government. In John's account, the four separate nations of Daniel 7 federalize into one large global governing body. And the interpretation would go something like this. Um, John said, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. So imagine. And that upon its horns symbolizing the European Union, were ten crowns. Upon its heads the name of blasphemy. And this beast, which John was seeing, was like unto a leopard. So we know the nation of Germany will be involved. Feet as the feet of the bear, Russia. Mouth as the mouth of the lion, Great Britain. And the dragon, or Satan, gave him his seat, power, and great authority. So the seven-headed, ten-horned beast is symbolic of the world government that is currently 
being established. Now, this probably is going to be a two-part series here because I want to make sure you get the prophecy and then we'll go into the Council for Inclusive Capitalism and everything else that's going on, the Build Back Better and the Great Reset and everything because I'm telling you, all of them are going out and they are promoting, advocating for all of the edicts of the world government, this socialistic one world governing body, which is the United Nations, the seat of world government in the earth today. All of these entities are doing the bidding of that, and I'm going to prove all that. So the ruler of the end time world government, it's mentioned many times in scripture, most of you already know, he's the Antichrist. He's not on the scene yet, but he will be before very long. But he will usurp authority over an already fully functioning world governing body that is being established right now. And so I want to focus on Revelation 13 here. Revelation 13, 5 through 8, provides specific characteristics of the leader of this world governing body. First, Revelation 13, 5, the Bible says, There was given unto him a mouth speaking great things. Most of these, or I should say all of these, correlate with Daniel 7. A mouth speaking great things. Revelation 13, 7, it was given unto him to make war with the saints. Um, Power was given to him. Revelation 13, 5, power was given to him to continue 42 months. That final three and one half years of great tribulation. Revelation 13, 6, and he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God. The Bible tells us many times that he blasphemes God. And so from these passages and others, there are many others actually, there's over uh, 50 prophecies about the, just the Antichrist alone in Scripture. So from these passages and others, it's clear to see that the ruler of the world, the end time world government, the beast mentioned in Revelation here, is the exact same person as the little horn, which I'm not going to go into, but the little horn found in Daniel 7. And of course, that correlates perfectly with Revelation. So, he is the Antichrist. Of the 50 prophecies, because there are 50 plus prophecies, we're going to know who the Antichrist is beyond a shadow of a doubt. There will come a day when I can come to you on air and say, this individual is the guy. And so I won't take time to explain all of the the reborn Holy Roman Empire and the Antichrist, the false prophet and everything. You can get an in-depth understanding of that prophecy. We have a DVD called The Holy Roman Empire Reborn, and there's also one called The Antichrist and False Prophet. If you'd like to go in-depth into both of those topics, you can get those DVDs. Just call 1-800-363-8463 or go to www.endtime.com. Go to the store. Everything is there. Now, who's the dragon? Who's, who is the spiritual entity that, that is the driver, the mastermind behind the Antichrist? Well, if you reference the end time world government and its ruler, the Antichrist, Revelation 13, 2 states, the dragon give it its seat, power, and its great authority. There are two verses of Scripture which define the dragon. It's not the nation of China. In Scripture, in Bible prophecy, Revelation 12, 9 states, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world and was cast into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. 
And then in Revelation 20, verse 2, the Bible says, And the angel laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. So the dragon, this is very important, who is the mastermind behind the end time socialistic world government is Satan himself. And so if you want to know who, who's the mastermind, who's, who's the driver, who's the principal driver behind all of this, it's always been Satan's mindset to have a, a global governing empire that could thwart the kingdom of Jesus Christ. It's a spiritual battle, Satan fighting against Jesus. Get seven deals of Christmas starting now. Do you remember that feeling you had as a kid during the holidays? You were so excited you couldn't sleep. What experience and gifts would you receive this year? The atmosphere at End Time is nearly the same. We're excited these seven deals are available through the end of 2021. Why are we so thrilled? Because we know these resources transform lives. And that's even more fun than Christmas, especially in these tough times. For the remainder of 2021, you can get deals like an End of the Age Plus subscription for $987 per month or just $99 per year, Jerusalem Prophecy College enrollment for $35 per course, or my personal favorite, our brand new package, Irvin's Last Words. This is a five DVD set that includes Irvin's last sermon, conference, TV show, and radio show, valued at over $100, but we're going to give it to you free with a donation of any amount. Go to endtime.com slash Christmas to access these exclusive deals through the end of the year. You can also call 800-END-TIME. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. You know, everyone, those are some killer deals that Vince mentioned in that the seven deals of Christmas that are available now. Many of those, uh, the DVD series, the Understand the End Time DVD series, the Revelation package, those are all 50% off, it looks like. And so they're running some great deals. You can get Revelation, uh, the two books, for only $75. Irvin Baxter's Legacy Package, I mean... Those are some great deals. If you want to check out the deals, go to endtime.com slash Christmas. And then also, I know that many of you this time of year uh, plan your end of the year giving. Consider giving to End Time. I don't know of another entity that is, has such a global reach sharing the gospel of the kingdom of God around the world and in the way that we do it. Now, there are a lot of entities that are sharing the gospel of the kingdom of God, but God has used 
our, uh, uh, this prophetic message that he's given us to, to reach into places that some people couldn't get into. Some people just slam the door in your face. But if you come in and say, hey, let me teach you some prophecy. Or, Did you know the United States was in the Bible? What about a world government? I've had people say, really? And it's gotten me in some doors where if I come in and said, hey, let me teach you the gospel. They're like, nah, I don't really, really hear that. But some people want to know what's going on in the news. Well, then I'll lead them to the gospel because of that. And it's very unique. And we're doing things in Israel, and we will do things in Israel in the future, that I don't know of anything, anybody else that's even talking about doing that stuff. And so it's very, very important if you want to get on board with a ministry that is reaching the globe. I've got stories I could tell you of people all over the world that follow us, that have been born again, that are reaching other people, baptizing people in communist countries, in Middle Eastern countries, all kinds of stuff. I had a lady contact me today who was from Saudi Arabia, a friend of mine. She said, I've been dealing with a person here. She's coming to the States and wants to go swimming. Well, to go swimming is code word for she wants to be baptized. She's not allowed to baptize her there. So she's coming to Houston. I got her in touch with one of my pastor friends down there, and he's going to be baptizing her. That happens to us all the time. And that's the goal of End Time Ministries. So if you're planning your end-of-the-year giving, consider giving to End Time Ministries. We truly are reaching the world with the gospel of the kingdom of God. And thank you so much. Now, how do we know the kingdom of the Antichrist will be socialistic? Well, it's a red kingdom. Just like any other topic in the Bible, when we're seeking a better understanding of the interpretation of prophecy, we've got to look at all the scriptures devoted to that subject, right? It, you remember from Revelation 13, 1 through 8, the seven-headed, ten-horned beast symbolizes the end-time world government of the Antichrist. Revelation 17, 3, it also mentions that same seven-headed, ten-horned beast. But if you look closely at the verse you will see a very important clue which allows us to further understand that prophecy. It says, So he carried me away into the spirit, into the wilderness, and I saw a woman, which is the false religious system in the end time, sit on a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. So in this prophecy, there's one word there. The scarlet color or red, it's of great significance. And this clue reveals the political ideology of the kingdom of the Antichrist. So, how do we know that? Well, a red horse, that's the clue. The book of Revelation has a skeletal structure of three groups of seven. It's got seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials. The four horsemen are the first four seals of the seven seals. Revelation 6, verse 1 through 8, reveals four horses, a white horse, a red horse, a black horse, and a pale horse, along with several clues to help us identify them. So the question is, what are these colored horses referring to? Well, the answer to this question is found in another prophecy located in the Old Testament. It's Zechariah chapter 6, verse 1 through 8. Zechariah saw the same colored horses, but he saw them pulling chariots. And additionally, 
he, instead of a pale horse, Zechariah saw a grizzled and bay horse. So Zechariah chapter 6, verse 4 through 5, it tells us what these horses symbolize. He said, And I answered and said unto the angel that was talking with me, What are these, my Lord? The angel said unto him, These are the four spirits of heaven of the heavens which go forth from standing before the Lord of all the earth. So this tells us that the four colored horses of Revelation 6 verses 1 through 8 symbolize four spirits. And these four spirits are the four main ideologies of mankind today. Um, so the, just for the sake of time, the, the four spirits are, the white horse is Catholicism. Now, we've got DVDs and different lessons that go into all of this. You can go to our store, pick out Islam in Bible prophecy and several different things. But again, the, the, the white horse is Catholicism. The red horse, the red spirit in the world today, communism, socialism. The black horse, capitalism. And the pale horse, Islamism. The word pale there should have been translated green, which is chloros. And the original Greek word, um, which would be translated chloros, which is green. So that's how we get Islamism, the green ideology, the green spirit in the world today. But I want to focus on the red horse for this lesson. Revelation 6, 3-4 states, And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And I went out, and another horse came out, and it was red. So I want you to consider this. What spirit would represent a red horse? In the world today, of all the ideologies, the main spirits, a red horse. Well, there is an international spirit who influences what people believe, how they live, what they do. I mean, so the red spirit is, is communism. Think of red China, red Russia, red Romania, communistic countries. Um, communism, commonly associated with the color red. And communism was wide, has widespread influence over what people believe what they value, what they love, what they fight for. Many people have died just for the ideology of communism. So in summation here, the end time world government of the Antichrist will be a socialistic, communistic world governing body. Remember, the Bible says it's a seven-headed, ten-horned beast. That's the world government. And John said in Revelation 17, 3, it was a scarlet colored or a red beast. Very, very important here. The end time world governing body, John told us 2,000 years ago, it would be a socialistic or a communistic world government. Now, John wrote that prophecy while he was exiled on the Isle of Patmos in 95, 96 AD. And here we see it coming to pass as we speak, folks. Now, now let's, I just want to, let, let's get into the ongoing fulfillment of this prophecy because um, I'm going to take you through some history and then I'm going to bring you up to what's going on today because it is unbelievable how far we are off into this. A lot of people said, well, you know, I, Dave, I don't know about that. Well, just get ready. 
So in 1917, the Bolshevik Revolution took over the Soviet Union and continued until World War II. In 1942, I want to show you how quickly this is happening. 1942, communism only ruled one country, the Soviet Union. Only 6% of the world's population. However, by 1962, 20 years, communism ruled 50% of the world's population. At the end of World War II, at Yalta, the Soviet Union was given control over all of Eastern Europe. They took control of Poland, Czechoslovakia, uh, Yugoslavia, Romania, Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, the Baltic states, um, East Germany. And additionally, in 1949, communism swept through China. And by 1962, half of the world's population was now under the iron heel of international communism. So it appeared as if communism was taking over the world. I mean, right? Henry Kissinger said at that time, the days of capitalism were possibly over. Well, if you look at what's going on now, you can see the communism and the socialistic ideology sweeping across. You say, well, I've had people tell me, oh, socialism has nothing to do with communism. Well, just give me a second and I'm going to, uh, I think you'll think a little differently here in just a moment because I'm going to prove to you that it absolutely does, especially in the minds of a communist. So think about what's going on in our world today. Think about the United Nations, the influence the United Nations has. And think about the ideology, the spirit behind the United Nations, the seat of world government in the earth today. It's a red spirit. The United Nations has always been socialistic. And of, so because of that, what kind of agenda do you think they're going to push? Well, of course, they will push a socialistic agenda. You say, well, hold on a minute. I just thought the United Nations was this great humanitarian organization that just feeds people after a tsunami or an earthquake or a hurricane. And, you know, they've got peacekeeping forces around the world. The United Nations has always been socialistic. I mean, think about climate change, sustainable development goals, and all of the different agendas that they're pushing. They're all devoted to socialism, uh, working with the Economic Forum on the Great Reset. Uh, you've heard Build Back Better. The list goes on forever. Every United Nations agenda and prop, all of their propaganda is devoted to implementing socialism and or the anti and or control and this is going to be eventually the antichrist socialistic kingdom now in 2021-2022 most of the world is implementing socialism in their countries and the populace has no clue what is going on it's like the um You've heard the story of the frog that was boiling in the water. You just keep turning up the heat a little bit at a time, and the frog never knows what's happening until it's too late. So how do we know? Well, you've, it, they're not going to come right in and say, 
We, not everybody, I mean, some of them are saying, yeah, I'm a democratic socialist, but they're not going to come right in and say, we're going to implement socialism and that's how it's going to be. And there's going to be a communist revolution and we're going to take over. It's not what they're going to do here in the United States and many other places. One of the, you've got to look at what they're trying to do the, 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 uh, at the ground floor. Here's what we're trying to implement. And if it's socialism, you got to call it, you got, you got to call it what it is. So one of the major planks of socialism is wealth redistribution. Now, many of you have heard about the sustainable development goals over and over and over in the news. Every day, somebody's trying to implement the sustainable development goals. Well, the sustainable development goals were unanimously adopted by 193 member states of the United Nations. I want you to remember that statement right there unanimously adopted by 193 member states of the United Nations. Remember when I told you that back in 1962, about 52% of the world was leaning towards or controlled by communism, socialism. Well, now, the Sustainable Development Goals, unanimously adopted by 193 member states of the United Nations, including the United States, on September 25th, 2015, it was under the Obama administration here. The goals make up the international community's 15-year, by 2030, socialistic blueprint of global governance for every person on the planet. You say, well, I can't believe the United Nations will be putting out an agenda that was socialistic. Why not? The United Nations has been socialistic from its inception, everybody. So the Agenda 2030, the the Sustainable Development Goals, it's aptly named Transforming Our World. That's what they're trying to do. The 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. You notice they don't say socialism there at all, right? But they say that the goals are a universal policy agenda designed to convert the nations of the world into a global community governed by the United Nations. That's what they're trying to do to do. And the agenda is compromised of 17 main goals accompanied by 169 focused targets designed to manage the planet. Now, I say socialistic because the plan includes the socialistic principle of wealth redistribution. And they they actually state that the reduction of inequality will only be possible if wealth is shared and income inequality is addressed. I want to hold right there because I want to make sure you get that. Wealth redistribution is one of the main planks of socialism and they say that the sustainable development goals will not even be possible to implement unless income inequality is addressed and wealth is shared. So it's socialism. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. 
It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. We're talking today about the socialistic kingdom of the Antichrist and the current efforts to establish that kingdom, which is very socialistic. Now, I say the the Sustainable Development Goals, which is one of the main efforts to implement socialism around the world, and it's by the United Nations, and I say it's socialistic again because... The plan includes a socialistic principle of wealth redistribution, one of the major planks of socialism. And it states that the reduction of inequality will only be possible if wealth is shared and income inequality is addressed. So they say right up front in their plan, this is all about wealth redistribution, socialism. And I also refer to this plan as global governance of every aspect of every person on the planet since the plan actually states, we commit to making fundamental changes in a, the way that our societies produce and consume goods and services. Governments, international organizations, the business sector, and other non-state actors and individuals must contribute to changing unsustainable consumption and production patterns. And I mean, they want to get very, very detailed into your life and into my life how we... that how we run things, but how they will allow us to do that, in other words. So the ruse is that humans are using the earth's resources at such a rate that nothing will be left for future generations. And therefore, the United Nations, the world government, must establish a master plan to govern the earth's citizens. It must, uh, in true socialistic form, redistribute the wealth of the world so that everyone is considered equal. They want to control the production and consumption of every person. They strive to achieve universal health care. You've heard about that lately. They want to control the climate. They want to manage our cities and our infrastructure, govern the oceans, and govern land usage along with all ecosystems. So this is the sustainable development goals. This is world government, socialistic world government, endeavoring to implement socialism in every country in the world. Remember, it was unanimously adopted 
by 193 member nations of the United Nations. Now, when we talk about socialism at the United Nations, from its inception, the United Nations designed to be a socialistic one world governing body. The original UN Charter, written by Alger Hiss, who was later revealed to be a communist spy. To this day, not one word of the original charter has changed. And again, one of the main planks of socialism, wealth redistribution. In the United Nations Global Governing Plan, Transforming Our World, the the 2030 Agenda, Sustainable Development, under the subtitle New Agenda, again, they say this will only be possible if wealth is shared and income inequality is addressed. That's wealth redistribution. Again, the 2030 Agenda, nothing more than the United Nations Socialistic Plan to govern the world. So, socialism at the United Nations. Antonio Guterres, the current Secretary General of the United Nations, he was president of the Socialist International from 99 to 2005. And prior to that, he had been the Socialist International Vice President between 92 and 99. I'm talking about the Socialist International, folks. He's the current Secretary General of the United Nations. That's not by accident. Do you think they would put somebody like President Trump over that? No way, because he's, he's diametrically opposed to socialism. They're going to put a dyed-in-the-wool socialist who is also a globalist, and that's who they've got in there. And so he, uh, Antonio Guterres was also the chair of the Socialist International Committee on, on Economy Policy, and development, and the environment. So, the Socialist International's own website states that, because, why would they state this? Because they're socialistic. They know the United Nations is socialistic. So they actually say, and I'm quoting, strengthening the United Nations is an important step in the creation of this new democratic world society. Now, if the United Nations was not socialistic, Would the Socialist International be on board with them? No way. They go on to say where there is a consensus among the major nations, significant peacemaking and peacekeeping initiatives are possible. The United Nations specialized agencies like the World Health Organization and UN organs like the United Nations Development Program and the United Nations Children's Emergency Fund have demonstrated that the governments and citizens of various nations can work effectively together in pursuit of common international goals. So, socialism is the political ideology of the international community. They're not out there working for our good, even though most liberal news sources would try to make it seem like that. They are, socialism's all about control, period. It's not about giving away free stuff. They give you free stuff to entice you to say, okay, I'm going to give you this free little trinket, but yet there's a million strings attached to that. We did this for you. Now you owe us this and that and this freedom. And you always pay for these things by your freedoms. Talk about extortion at the highest level. So President Trump, when he was in office, he knew exactly what was going on. On September 19th of 2017, during his first speech at the United Nations um, as President of the United States, 
He said the problem in Venezuela is not that... Now, again, United Nations, totally socialistic. But he's standing there at his speech and he says, the problem in Venezuela is not that socialism has been poorly implemented, but that socialism has been faithfully implemented at all. From the Soviet Union to Cuba to Venezuela, wherever the true socialism or communism has been adopted, it has delivered anguish and devastation and, the, and, and failure. And those who preach the tenets of these discredited ideologies only contribute to the continued suffering of the people who live under these cruel systems. And socialism is also the reason why President Trump pulled us out of the Paris Climate Agreement. On June 1, 2017, President Trump was speaking on the Paris Climate Accord in the Rose Garden, and he said the agreement is a massive redistribution of the United States' wealth to other countries. Beyond the severe energy restrictions inflicted by the Paris Accord, it includes yet another scheme to redistribute wealth out of the United States through the so-called Green Climate Fund, which calls for developed countries to send $100 billion to developing countries all on top of America's already existing and massive foreign aid payments. So you remember the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals? Socialistic, right? Well, think about the World Economic Forum and their Great Reset. All of this, folks, ties in together. The World Economic Forum is, promotes the Sustainable Development Goals in 110%. They're all in because they're globalist. They believe in a world government and they believe in socialism. Um, so it, when you think about the, the World Economic Forum, this Great Reset, globalist groups have taken the, the 2030 agenda and developed forums and initiatives to propel these ideas forward. One of them being the World Economic Forum. The, the World Economic Forum is, like I say, fully engaged in the implementation of the Sustainable Development Goals. What they're doing, all of this, if you just erased it and gave it all a title, it would be Implementing Socialism Globally. The World Economic Forum states, in the closing session of the World Economic Forum's fourth Sustainable Development Impact Summit, the leaders called for governments, businesses, and civil societies to create new kinds of corporation to tackle COVID-19 and the climate crisis. To achieve the sustainable development goals, diplomats urge leaders to seize the opportunity for a great reset. They're tying the great reset into the sustainable development goals. And the idea that was championed by Klaus Schwab, he was the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum. So you say, great reset. Well, the World Economic Forum says that the, the world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies and our economies. This is very important when we talk about socialism and wealth redistribution. From education and social contracts and working conditions, every country from the United States to China must participate and every industry from oil, gas, and tech must be transformed. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism. What's that got to do with COVID-19? Well, I guess any crisis is as good another as another, right? 
So this group of political, business, and cultural leaders of society feel that the COVID-19 outbreak and resulting political, economic, and social crisis is changing the traditional context for decision-making. The inconsistencies, inadequacies, uh, and contradictions of multiple systems, from health and financial to energy and education, are more exposed than ever amidst a global context of a concern for our lives. Yeah, right. And our livelihoods and the planet. And leadership on small and large scales are managing situations and pressures for short-term and long-term uncertainty, causing them to form what they are calling the Great Reset Initiative. Well, so the Great Reset. Well, Fox Business reports that what is the Great Reset? Well, simply put, it's a growing movement backed by many of the world's most powerful business leaders, government officials, and left-wing activists that aims to push the reset button on the global economy. And it would destroy the current capitalist system and replace it with progressive and a modern socialist system with a special emphasis placed on eco-socialist policies like that are contained in the what you've heard is the Green New Deal. It states that every country from the United States and China must participate in this Great reset of every industry. Oil, gas, and tech must be transformed. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism. And, of course, that was written by Klaus Schwab again of the World Economic Forum in one of their recent articles on the World Economic Forum's website. You've got to search for that stuff, but it's all there. Policy ideas offered by the Great Reset advocates and include um, government-provided basic income programs, universal health care, massive tax increases, and, of course, uh, the Green New Deal. So, that's the Great Reset. So, here's the, another question for us here in the United States. I know this is going to go around the world, but for us here in the United States, is President Joe Biden in on it? Well, while he was campaigning for president, Joe Biden said, well, hey, we need to end the era of shareholder capitalism, a major part of the Great Reset proposal, that would alter how companies are evaluated, elevating social justice causes and climate change concerns over property rights. Now, what this is all leading to, folks, is socialism, but they're not saying the word socialism. So instead of worrying about profits, opponents of shareholder capitalism argue companies should be forced to focus on stakeholders, which is just another way of saying the collective. So this is all leading us down the road towards socialism, the great reset, moving off of shareholder capitalism onto stakeholder capitalism. It's something that we need to be watching because it's all the ongoing fulfillment of this end time socialistic world government. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. You know, Klaus Schwab, the leader of the, the World Economic Forum and other great reset leaders, they've been making arguments against shareholder capitalism, which is what we enjoy here in the United States. They've been making arguments against that for literally decades, going all the way back to the 70s. But only recently, spurred by concerns about climate change and wealth inequality, has it gained any traction. Wealth inequality... Think socialism when you hear that. The connection between Joe Biden and the radical Great Reset is best seen by examining Joe Biden's Build Back Better plan. According to Biden's uh, campaign website, his Build Back Better proposal would launch a national effort aimed at creating the jobs we need to build a modern, sustainable infrastructure now and deliver an equitable, clean energy future. So the focus of Biden's proposal is the destruction of the modern energy industry. Look at what he's trying to do with oil and gas. I mean, just think about that for a second. He he actually said in one of his um, debates with President Trump, we need to move off of the oil and gas industry. He said that to United States citizens. That's unthinkable. But Joe Biden wants to replace with renewable energy sources like wind and solar. So the Build Back Better plan comes straight from the Great Reset's playbook. These things are all, they're all working towards the same goal, everybody. You think they've ever had a conversation between each other again for these things? Absolutely they have. Great Reset supporters, especially the World Economic Forum, have been calling for some variation of a Build Back Better plan for years, often using those exact words in World Economic Forum materials. In fact, as recently as July 13th of last year, the World Economic Forum promoted Build Back Better through green infrastructure programs as part of the Great Reset in an article that was titled, To build back better, listen to this title. To build back better, we must reinvent capitalism. Here's how. You don't even need to wonder what they're trying to do. They're trying to move us off of shareholder capitalism onto stakeholder capitalism. And so Great Reset supporters have tried to promote their proposal as a new kind of capitalism. But the truth is... It's a fundamentally socialistic system, but it would be put the, it's going to put the collective in control of most economic activity and impose a number of social justice reforms meant to rebalance economies, the inequality, right, and to redistribute the wealth around the world. Here's the deal, everybody. Either you control your money and your business or somebody else does. Uh, when it's all said and done, 
Either you control it and you have freedom, or somebody else controls it and your freedom's out the window. That's what we're looking at here. And so, there are three main components of this Great Reset. Steering towards fairness, whether in government or businesses, equality and sustainability, and addressing health and social changes in every sector. Now, these initiatives, they are very similar to those of the 2030 Agenda, the Sustainable Development Goals, right? But some would say, oh, they have nothing to do with each other. Well, think again. They're all leading us down the same road. Now, the Council for Inclusive Capitalism. One other thing I have to mention while we're on this topic. There's another agency attempting to implement the Sustainable Development Goals of the 2030 Agenda. And that is, again, the Council for Inclusive Capitalism. And having partnered with the Vatican in December of 2020, the joint mission is to harness the private sector to create a more inclusive, sustainable, and trustive economic system. The thing is, it's either capitalism or it's not. Okay, And this movement is led by leaders in world business. I mean, at the pinnacle as well as the public sector, working to build a more inclusive, sustainable, trusted economic system that addresses the needs of our people and the planet. Who's over it? Well, Lynn Forrester de Rothschild. You ever heard the Rothschild name, the banking uh, conglomerate overseas in Europe? Well, she's the founder of the council and managing partner of the Inclusive Capital Partners. She believes capitalism has created enormous global prosperity, but it has also left too many people behind, led to degradation of our planet, and is not widely trusted in society. Now, that lady and her husband, it is said, are worth about $20 billion. And she's saying that what has got them that money has left everybody in, most people in society behind. I mean, uh, if you can come up with an explanation for that one, let me know. The Council for Inclusive Capitalism website states this. This is very important to my entire topic today. And I'm quoting from their website. Council members make actionable commitments aligned with the World Economic Forum. They're all working towards the same thing. And the the World Economic Forum's International Business Council's pillars for sustainable value creation, for people, planet, principles, and government governance, and prosperity, here it is, and that advance the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. The United Nations, the World Economic Forum, Joe Biden's Build Back Better, the Council for Inclusive Capitalism, they're all working to implement the Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations, which is what? The socialistic blueprint to govern every single person on the planet. They're all working for the same team, folks. And the Bible says, in the end time, there will be a socialistic one world governing body that will the Antichrist will usurp authority over and lead for three and one half years. Folks, that world government is being established as we speak and we are just prior to the revealing of the Antichrist. We're living in the end time. Pope Francis, who is on board with the Council for Inclusive Capitalism, he actually stated, and I'm quoting, 
an inclusive capitalism that leaves no one behind, that discards none of our brothers or sisters, is a noble aspiration worthy of our best efforts. And in his speech at the World Government Summit in, back in 2017, Pope Francis supported sustainable development, a direct reference to the Agenda 2030 ideology. He was influential in getting the sustainable development goals passed. And the summit's goals were to promote the technocratic globalism and plot the future of what they often called their new world order. That's where all this is headed, a socialistic one-world governing body. This new world order seems to welcome all types of people, right? Whether they're globalist, Islamist, big business, communist. And although you're going to be hard-pressed to see a a patriotic American uh, Christian conservative capitalist in that mix, right? I mean, President Trump didn't fit into that mix very good, did he? And so... Bringing about change through the implementation of the 2030 Agenda takes strengthened global um, solidarity focused in particular on the needs of the poorest and the most valuable with the participation of all countries and all stakeholders and all people. So as we get closer, think about this, as we get closer to 2030, and well there will be so many prophecies that happen between now and then I'm sure, but It's going to be interesting to see uh, how these, which right now we're fixing to enter into only eight years away. And it's going to be interesting to see how these measures play out. I mean, it's a grand plan that would take compromise and consideration of other viewpoints. But in the words of the 2030 agenda, there can be no sustainable development without peace, no peace without sustainable development, and without the redistribution of wealth. It all goes back to socialism. So, folks, an end-time world government is prophesied to be in power at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ, and the prophecies always come to pass. It will be a socialistic one-world governing body. Remember the red, seven-headed, ten-horned beast in Revelation 17.3. The Sustainable Development Goals, the Great Reset, the Council for Inclusive Capitalism, and the endorsement of the... the, um, with, with the endorsement of Pope Francis even, and all the build back better you hear talk about, it's the ongoing fulfillment of this 2,000-year-old prophecy. So in the end, socialism. And, you know, I've heard, again, I've heard some people say, well, uh, socialism has nothing to do with communism. Back in 2005, the National Committee of the Communist Party USA, yes, there is a Communist Party USA, they approved their final text of their party program. And I want to give you a few excerpts from that text which clearly reveal their intentions. They say, and I'm quoting, the struggles for the immediate demands and reforms needed by the world, the working people today are essential steps towards our ultimate goal of the revolutionary transformation of society and the economy towards socialism and then... Communism. Socialism's the first step. They also say, and I'm quoting from their party platform, communists advocate socialism as the first phase of a new stage of society, but we don't think that social and economic development will end at socialism. We see socialist society eventually leading 
to a higher phase communism where the capitalist class and all classes will have disappeared. Now, this is what they're planning. The party's role will include agitation and propaganda for a fully developed socialist society on the way to communism. Do you remember that Vladimir Lenin said that in striving for socialism, we are convinced it will develop into communism? Well, Mr. Lenin, you were absolutely correct. Many people believe that, and that's what they're pushing for today. So, it is many times before, and according to the Bible, this, um, it's going to happen again. The prophecies have come to pass, one right after another. Prophecy foretells the last human government on earth will be a socialistic, communistic empire. And the Bible prophesies in the end time that that world government will be established and ruled by the Antichrist. And as such, no Christian should want to be a part of it. Both Daniel and John tell us that when the Lord returns, He will destroy this world government and establish His kingdom on the earth. And so, in looking at all of this and and tying it all in together, we are living in the end time. I'm not sitting here at the desk guessing. Let me see. I wonder if we're in the end time or not. Folks, this is a fulfillment of a 2,000-year-old prophecy. say, well, what should I be doing? Number one, the number one thing on your list, make sure you're prepared for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Be born again. say, what do you mean born again? Well, if you, if you don't know how to be born again, for the sake of time, I'm just call 1-800-END-TIME, 1-800-363-8463. Go to endtime.com and look up the question in the search, page, search bar. What do you mean born again? Everything's there. It's all spelled out in great detail. Make sure you're ready to go. Study the prophecies of the Bible. Understand them. Instruct others because that's our main goal is to get people prepared for the soon coming of Jesus Christ. And it also helps you to navigate the troubled waters that are just ahead. God bless. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.